Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. And a great big pun. Blood on the ground. <laughs> Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. When I just don't understand. So God is for you today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Yes, it's easy enough to say with your head, <laughs> but how's your heart doing with that? Uh, is did you know God is is for you, Jerry? Yeah, but uh, yep, you're right. It's sometimes we get that and we say it, but then deep down, do we really, truly? Yeah. Believe it and, and and exhibit that. I mean, do people see that in us? Right. So I hope you get my humor. Um, <laughs> I just think that's absolutely hilarious. So what you heard at the very beginning of the show was the Country Bear Jamboree. If you ever go to Disney World <laughs> and you go to the Country Bear Jamboree, you're going to see that character right there who sings Blood on the Ground. But here's Robbie's humor. He's bearing witness. <laughs> what hour are we here? I mean, thank you. <laughs> he's, he's bearing witness to blood on the ground. And, of course, God is for you. That is the Life Tree Kids beautiful video that's on YouTube. I love it. I love it. And today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letters because we're going to do two today. It's a Lamed and a Yud. And the reason I use two is in the... 56th Psalm, David gives us this word first that Paul would give us in Romans 8, that if God is for us, who could be against us? But it, he's actually quoting the 56th Psalm where David says, when I cry unto thee, thou shalt mine enemies turn back, for this I know, for God is for me. And like I said, it's easy enough in your head, but how's it in your heart? Well, the beautiful thing about that for, the word for, in Hebrew, is it starts with that word letter Lamed. And the word the letter Lamed is the only letter, it's got like a little flame that goes above the line. And the reason that little flame is above the line is it's your heart, and your heart longs for God. Well, God's heart longs for you. And, and so when it says that he's for me, he's actually speaking to God's heart is for him because the the Lamed is saying that it's God's heart that burns for David, which is true. 
And then that yud is the same thing as saying me, which it's just a little spark. It's the little light that's in you that that is a little piece of God. And so it's like God is heart. God's heart is for you. And I, and I love that. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I think about it in, in so many different ways. So Jesus Labor Love this week, you may know we have this um, amazing ministry, in my opinion, that God gave us. I don't know how we lucked out and got it, but for uh, you. God, God worked through you, Robbie, I'll tell you that. That's... Anyway, we have been helping single moms and widows and families in crisis for years and years and years, and right as like with three minutes to go in the show last week, you know, we have been praying literally for a month, haven't we, Jerry? Yep, absolutely. For this pastor that was in the southeast part of the of North Carolina, quite a ways from here, had called in a month ago. Where he had a single mom that really desperately needed a car, and and with three minutes to go in the show last week, I get a text with a picture of a car, <laughs> <laughs> the car. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out to be this car. And so if you go to christiancarguy.com and you look at our front page today, you're going to see a picture of that car that was donated as a result of the show last week, um, as a result of God, okay? And, and and I don't understand the timing, but I don't have to. All I know is that we prayed and we got a car. And not just, I mean, it's a wonderful car. The man's brother-in-law that texted me, his mother had passed away with this wonderful car, only had like 140,000 miles on it, but it was treated like it was brand new for years. And you're just a beautiful car, brand new tires. I mean, just amazing. And and so God provided, um, and and a lot of times worked out and like, what what's going on here? Well, well, you know, it's interesting. Well, well Rob, you know, the thing is, through the prayers, somebody else just happened to be listening last week, and 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 those prayers hit the target. I mean, you know, probably right now somebody out there now may have a car sitting there or trying to figure out what to do with. Right, yeah. we still got a lot of people oh, on the list. We yeah. got in this van situation in Milwaukee that we were hoping made progress last week. Well, I don't know. We stemmed our progress, and now we got to regroup, but. God's going to, we're going to continue our prayers for that one. But again, the Jesus labor, love, car repair, labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And that's all there at, at christiancarguy.com. So I don't know if you ever paid any attention to this, but Jesus said it 26 times in the gospel of John. You know what he said? The one who sent me. Do you ever wonder why he would repeat that? Like, it must have been really important <laughs> that he's going to tell you 26 times, not just once, he's going to make reference to who sent him. And, and he knew his audience. I mean, we need to be reminded quite a bit. <laughs> and why do you think, really, let your heart ponder that a minute. Why would Jesus 26 times make reference to the one who sent me. Now, when Moses was getting his mission from God, you might remember in Exodus 3 and 4, one of his doubts is, you know, God, how will they know you sent me? Right? Along the same lines. How will you know that they sent me? And, and again, he had big doubts because he was afraid the people hadn't seen him for 40 years and he was 80 years old. I mean, he had big doubts. And so when you think about it, some of the most bizarre things happened to Moses right here on the mountain. Number one, he's talking to a burning bush. Nobody before or after has talked to a burning bush. You ever know anybody that did? No? So 
well, guys, I was up on the mountain. I was talking to this bush. I mean, I could understand why they wouldn't, you know, why they wouldn't. <laughs> and so God gives him these three, what I would call very, very bizarre miracles. Because, you know, if you could just imagine this stuff happening, right? The first thing he does is he lays down a staff. It becomes a serpent. Second thing he does is stick his hand into his shirt. It becomes leprous. And he pulls it out and it becomes unleprous, Right? And the third thing is even the weirdest of all is take water from the river and pour it on the ground and it's going to become blood. Now that's like, okay, now you guys will believe me. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a stretch for me, you know? And, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you ever noticed, Jerry. We don't have a Bible rendition of what happened when Moses did that. Right, we we know when he went to Pharaoh and he showed him the stuff, but we don't know what he went to his people and said, "Hey guys, I'm the guy. I'm, this is me. Watch this." <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that. I don't. You know, they 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 didn't share that. But nonetheless, there were three witnesses. By the way, three witnesses that he was from God. And I was pondering what might be behind those three? And I had something really fun to ponder, and I don't know that I have all the answers here by anybody's stretch of the imagination, but here's what I, I pondered all week on those three witnesses on what they might be saying to me personally, right? And I figured out that they were addressing three of my most basic fears. <laughs> Number one, does God really control the devil? <laughs> Right? This serpent, man. I mean, you know, like, can God really handle him? Well, he just threw him down and picked him back up. Not a problem. My my number two worry all the time. Like, I woke up this morning with a bit of an eye infection. Oh, man, how am I going to do my show? I can't even see. (laughs) It's funny. But, you know, I don't know that God's going to heal me. Well, you know, it's, I love what Tony Evans' son said at his mother's funeral. He, when they prayed for her, she would either be healed or she would be healed. She'd either be with family or she'd be with family, right? And so, of course, he's going, he's going to heal me, but my head knows it, but does my heart know it? Because the second you feel that twinge or that pain or whatever, you wonder, right? And the third one, is really, really deep, and, and the reason why I love the country bears giving bearing witness <laughs> is I got to tell you about, I teach special needs Sundays, and um, God gave me this unbelievable illustration that I will share about the blood on the ground when we come back, as well as your stories. Jerry has a life-saving story that's just blowing my mind that he had this week, and but we would love your calls on how God assured you that God was for us. And we'll be right back with so much more. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Blood on the ground. today on the Christian Car Guys show. And as I was saying right before we went to the break, I, I teach special needs. One of the 
<laughs> things God gives me to try to get stuff so I can understand it. Because, <laughs> you know, if I can understand it, then I can usually teach it to them. <laughs> and so I've been working on this idea of the good soil for some time, uh, that being the, the whole parable deal. And so I took this um, pot full of potting soil. And I walked around to all the students and asked them to look deeply into, you know, like the like in the Lion King, look deeper. Don't just see dirt. What's in that dirt? And and it's interesting as you look in the dirt, good potting soil, what you're gonna find is little pieces of leaves, little pieces of roots, and all that stuff is dead. <laughs> That good soil is full of dead stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and so when I could see it down there in the dirt, I realized it. And the, and the issue is, is it right without the blood, it's cursed. It, it's just cursed. Um, yet, what God had Mero, uh, Pharaoh, I mean, excuse me, what God had Moses do with the water, right? He took Water turned it up, put it on the ground, and it became blood as a picture of the water and the blood that would come from Jesus' side to take the curse off the ground. That would eventually make my heart, because see, here's the thing. I don't even think it's it's a word picture. Your heart is dust, because it will return to dust, okay? It is, in fact, ground. <laughs> Just right now, it's beating. But if my heart is truly uncursed, right? That that since it's dust and it's now got that Jesus, if I can die to myself to the point that he accept his blood for my heart, then miraculously, super miraculously, it literally becomes Jesus's bed. What? I don't know if you ever thought about that. But if you look in the Song of Solomon, there's this spectacular thing that happens in the third chapter where they start talking about Solomon's bed. Well, Solomon in the, in the Song of Solomon is a picture of Christ. In fact, the Jews translate it as God, and they know it's the Messiah. Okay, so we're talking about the Messiah's bed. Well, it, it said that he lodges all night there in your heart. It, it does in the first chapter. In other words, this is where Jesus rests. This is where he want this is where he meets with you. This is the holy of holies. And so if we can accept this water, right? That and blood to take the curse away, then we now have a place where we really can rest and we don't have to worry about the serpent anymore and we don't have to worry anymore about whether or not we're going to be healed because all those things kind of just come together right there in that one unbelievable picture. And so John the Apostle wrote, you know, First John, and he gave us these three witnesses again in a, in a passage that maybe you've wondered about before, but this might help you put it together. It says, this he, he that by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that bear witnesses because the Spirit is truth. You see what he's getting at is the three witnesses. Again, three witnesses. As there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are in one unity. And these three that bear witness in the earth 
are the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are in agreement as one. And these three witnesses are what's described there so that we know. And the reason why Jesus said it 26 times is me and the da- and my dad and the spirit were all together in this guys <laughs> and 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 don't don't miss that I'm the way to what I'm the way to the father I'm the way the truth and the life but the way to the father and and that that's going to happen because of what's going to happen to the soil that is your heart now i say all that to your head i realize but it's only god that's going to take it and help you see it in your heart and the reason why John emphasizes three witnesses, why Moses went with three witnesses, is we just need a lot of witnesses, Jerry, to this is this is true. This is what's really going to happen. So as you testify and you tell your story of where God came for you, then then that is bearing witness to everybody that's hearing you. So we have such a story, don't we, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. You know, Rob, as you at the beginning of this segment, you mentioned teaching special way, special needs, adults. And when that leading into that, the, the one song, uh, you know, it has that uh, kind of a reggae. Right, right, right. And it reminded me that usually this time of the year, every year I'm usually in Jamaica on a mission trip. That's right. But, and I'm going to bring all this together, how God kind of works with us and how surrendering and, and, and be witness to other people. Part of it is how we humble ourselves and accept Christ to, to work through us. We need to be that fertile soil. Right. Sort of like Moses, you know, he was, oh, you know, dear God, I, hey, 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 brother, you you got the wrong man. <laughs> I mean, a lot of better speakers, a lot of better people than me. Well, I can guarantee you, knowing you, Robbie, when you first ventured into teaching those adults, felt like you were not equipped. No. <laughs> and and you I probably were thinking, God, I don't know why you're 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 tug, tugging on me for this because this isn't what I want to do. This 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 isn't me. Find me something else to do. Well, I can remember my first trip to Jamaica on, on a mission trip. Now, that's been 15 years ago. I was doing construction, and also Danny at Pinedale, the, the, the missions minister, said, right. you got to do a VBS at some point. And so I'm doing older teens, and I'm like, Danny, I'll build anything. I'll dig anything. I do not want to do that. And he goes, well, that's sort of what we need to do, blah, blah. <laughs> so I did it. And the second year, by doing that and really buying into it and humbly giving giving it my all, now I go and I hate doing the construction stuff because I'd rather spend that time in the VBS with that group. And it's the same thing for you and, and for all of us. Once we humble ourselves to God's calling, man, the soil becomes, man, we... It's full of dirt, dead stuff. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's your story? We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Much more coming up on the Jesus Labor Love and other stuff for you. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Blood on the ground. For us today on the Christian Car Guys show, I do, I do love that, and I hope you can 
here my guys from the country bear jamboree you know bearing witness <laughs> and i'm hoping that you're going to bear witness <laughs> and, you know, and you can bear with us with these jokes anyway 866-348-7884-866-348-7884 is to call in you know where when the thing started to look and and then all of a sudden something was just a witness to you that that bear witness to you, that soil in your heart that he's going to show up and it somehow or another it's going to work and and somehow or another it's it's coming together because Jesus said it time and time and time again the Father sent me the Father sent me the Father sent me and if you look carefully if you go to christiancarguy.com and you see the picture of um, the car that was donated to us, you might notice that I, I, I kind of photoshopped in a picture of the crown of thorns with blood on the ground there into the, the fender of the car as just a picture, as just a reminder that if you don't think God is for you, look what he did for you. He literally sent his son to die. For us, it's it's unthinkable, isn't it, Jerry? Yeah, I'm just and then just just look around. I mean, if you think God doesn't doesn't care for us, doesn't love us, just look around. Just look at just look at this morning. We crawled out of bed. Well, <laughs> there's mean, a man that's crawling out of bed this morning. That you know that the story you got to tell it that that you had just happened to you this week with one of your workers. Yeah, it was kind of a, 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 a surprising time, kind of for a few moments or for a, that day there at the shop. We had, you know, as you know, like Tuesday, the, the heat was just really, it was really, really hot. And one of my guys that worked for me downstairs, one of my collision repair guys, had been in an ATV accident back a few months ago. And so he's on some medication and just getting back into working. Well, one of the guys that works beside him comes running up the steps, comes in the office in a panic and tells me I need to come downstairs, call 911, so I get down there. Yeah, the part of the story you're not telling that I think is, you know, (laughs) something to bear in mind is he had a phone in his hand telling you to call 911. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, yeah, and it lets you know just how, how, you know, this goes a different different rabbit trail, but just how people need to stay calm because he had the phone and he didn't even – think about calling 911. He just thought about coming and finding me to tell me to call 911. <laughs> so thank goodness I was in the office. It didn't have to look too long because uh, when I get downstairs, my employee had had fallen and passed out and was out, and we I didn't have a pulse and started doing CPR and chest so compressions. Chest compressions, and if you could see, Jerry, his arm's in a – because you hurt your arm. <laughs> yeah, I pulled a tendon in it because I wouldn't just try to – I was pushing pretty hard. I was <laughs> – and we got back a little bit of a pulse, and then I lost it again. And but finally, when they got there, he is—he's going to be fine. Uh, got a few broken ribs on count of it, but um, that, uh, you know, it's, it, it was. So yeah, had you taken a CPR test or, or course, or did you? No, just, <laughs> it was just a good old-fashioned CPR. Like I know this is how you're supposed to do it, and this guy needs it. Yeah, I mean, over the years, I've. A little bit when I was managing skating rink stuff, we had to do a little bit, but it wasn't nothing. No, I, I'm certainly not qualified. Well, but he uh, is. He, your he, friend he is would alive say you are. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Yes. Wow, wow, wow. And he, when he told me about, well, the worst thing I'm having to deal with now is the broke ribs. And I said, well, <laughs> you can't have everything. You got broke ribs and you're breathing. So it's, you know, best you can do. But yeah, it's, it's you know what? And in that moment, you know, one of the things I thought about as I'm sitting there, and this is kind of crazy why this is even going through your head is, part of it is how precious life is, you know, and 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 as I'm pumping, the crazy things going through my head is, you know, does he, does he know Christ? You know, I mean, is he, you know, he right, works and right. I talk about it all the time and I, I try to live that, but I'm always just, you know, it's just something to go through. It was just craziness was going through my head and, and part of it was just the adrenaline flow, flowing and stuff. But yeah, but that's, but that is true. You know, we don't, we don't know people we pass and people we are in contact with and family members and coworkers, you know, this side of heaven is, is, is only part of the story is how do we get them to the other side? Right. And I, the relationship of Christ. I know many, many, many times I've told the Johnny Hendricks story of the, you know, coworker I had that went into the coma for, you know, four days and everybody thought they were going to pull the plug on him. And, And I, he didn't, know Christ, according to several testimonies that I'd heard from several people, and I'd worked with a guy for years, same kind of story. And had I been as concerned about his, <laughs> you know, spiritual heart <clears throat> as his physical heart, right? Because all of a sudden, when you see him in that situation, like, oh my goodness, this person that I've worked with, like, they may not be with us anymore, then all of a sudden, that becomes the critical um the critical thing. And God gave me so much grace there, Jerry, I'll never forget because, you know, I said, you know, God, please forgive me for not making sure that my friend knew you. And if you'll just give him some more time and he woke up out of the coma. And and so I'd made this deal with God. Like, and so I was like, now how am I going to share you with, with Johnny? And I had to go out and pray again because I didn't know what to say to him. And, and God said, well, you know, Johnny is a car salesman, which to a car salesman, a deal is a deal. <laughs> okay. It just is. And, and so I went to Johnny, who I didn't know how to witness to, except God had given me the words. I said, Johnny, I made a deal with God. He said, what kind of deal did you make with God, Robbie? I said, well, the deal was if he'd give you more time, that I would introduce you to his son or at least help you to get to know him better. And Johnny said, well, you better get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And then he gave me the grace of actually sharing the gospel of John with Johnny and and where Johnny actually, you know, a few weeks before he died, actually, because he died shortly thereafter, um, he he accepted Christ. They're all, you know, his pastor came to the house. It was an amazing thing that I got to see um, God do because what happened was I became more concerned with Johnny's heart than I was with him being alive, right? I mean, being physically alive. And it, it made me, really, I called every one of the employees, if you could have seen this, Jerry, I called every one of them into my office and I said, you know, I just got to know here because I'm not going through this again. <laughs> I got to know where do you stand? Are you sure, you know, if you go to heaven, you know, and I, so I just started, that was just part of, if you work for me, I was going to know, and it was okay if you if you didn't, but at least I knew, you know how to how to relate. Yeah, you know, those are the life experiences that 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 change you. I mean, because all of a sudden, 
you're faced with something the the finality of it all and you know do i really know where somebody's going because i'll tell a quick story and i may have shared this with a, a good friend of mine who's almost like a brother that ran on the texaco station uh had a motorcycle wreck on coming down 52 uh, and paralyzed him and when the family called and told me it was at Baptist and I, me and Myra were doing something, so I went straight over, went in there, and he was. They'd already had him in the, the halos and and rods running everywhere, and they said he probably won't make it. I mean, because his spine is severed and Oof. internal injuries. And I walked out of there after spending some hours in there and talking to the family and getting the car. And I told Myra, I said, uh, "Man, I just I hope God takes him." And she looked at me and she said. Well, as you know him, do you think he knows Jesus Christ? And I said, uh, no. And she said, I'd be praying that God don't take him. <laughs> and made me feel, I mean, if I could have, I, I hardly could see over the steering wheel. I maybe <laughs> shrunk down into the seat. But uh, he lived for uh, for a little over a year. And we talked about my relationship with Christ, his relationship with Christ, one Wednesday, he called and said, Jerry, can you come over? I just got something I want to share with you. So I came over, and the hospice pastor had been over, and he accepted Christ and was baptized, sprinkled and stuff. Two days later, he passed away. So... Yeah, Myra was just like the the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, our wife is often... (laughs) She was she was a voice that made me feel pretty small. I know. <laughs> well, isn't it? I mean, if it's just gorgeous, because that's exactly, you know, what was important in the moment. Yeah. And I find it fascinating that in both cases, you know, shortly thereafter, they got to go be with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, what's your story? We got one more segment. Eight six six. 348-7884-86634-TRUTH. We need you to bear witness now. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Blood on the ground. for us today on the Christian Car Guys show. Wow, I'm just sitting here with Jerry, you know, all the way through the break. I'd never heard that story about your friend and how powerful, how powerful, because you were relating to me during the break. When you first started talking to him, he wasn't going to call out to God. No, no, he felt like, I mean, he was he was one of those manly men and in the situation he was in and he wasn't going to go crawl into to God now and you know what? God just, we never give up. We just keep praying, and it's like your friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. The prayer is, you know what? God, give me one more shot at him, and every day is give me one more shot. That's so amazing. Well, I am so excited because we have Jacqueline Ward. Has got, uh, she wants to bear witness, you know how that. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. 
Good morning. Long time no hear. I know it. I'm so excited to hear you bear witness. So. Um, you know I got some good ones. Shout out to Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? I am doing great. <laughs> and Scott. Scott's going to be the man because I'm one of the recipients that received the transportation. And yeah. um, I'm still using it, thank God. Um, I'm trying to get to see my mom. Y'all pray for my mother with cancer. She's doing a lot better. Huh. Um, however, she's going to have to have another surgery. So I'm oh. trying to get up there to see her. So y'all please keep me in prayer with that. But the cancer is regressing, and she looks like she's going to be able to take the bag off of her. Oh, and um, that requires another surgery, but she's going to need care, more care, and I need to be up there to give the caregiver. So she would please be in prayer with me that I'm able to make it up there in the transportation that you guys have given me. Yes. Where, where does she live? So that, um, she's in Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm here in Greensboro, North Carolina, yeah. and I've been trying to get to her since June 15th. Um, it's just been hard. Um yeah. Financially, it's been hard because I've been I've had um, here's part of my testimony um, as being a witness four accidents on the bus, um, and God has spared my life each time, and then I'm resulting in uh, just physical therapy. One time I had to be out for a whole year, then one time um, I worked through the whole year while I was in pain in driving the school bus, and it, that's just one of my testimonies that He kept giving me joy and restrengthening me. And um, those those accidents were just, it, it broke my muscles down, and, um, re, um, just redoing everything. So that's where I'm at now. And I'm going to have to have surgery, too, for my knees. And so y'all please encourage me with all that. But I said all that to say is that the driver's bus life is not an easy thing. Um, no. <laughs> there was a young man that was on the bus <laughs> uh, with the irate parents. The driver, bus driver is not easy. Um, there was a student on the bus one time that, um, and I'm so excited about this, um, he um, he was supposed to not get off at the stop. And so the rules are, you know, to get off on your stop. So when he came to the stop, he wanted to get off with this other young man. And I called my supervisor and said that he was not, you know, he's trying to get off at this other stop. He said, tell him to have a seat. And I know he heard him heard her over the intercom. So he sat down. But once I started driving off, he ran to the back of the bus and jumped off and he broke his leg. But he ran off. You know, so I called my supervisor and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know. And then she was like, well, if you don't know where he's going, then just keep on going. So I, I wrote the incident down. And um, when he got back on the bus, he had a crutch and, um, and his leg was casted. So bringing him back home is where this all the excitement coming. The whole mob of his family was out there like a lynch mob. And I was like, like I thought I was about to have a kumite judge in here. A kumite, wow. I've ever seen it. And they were out there with, I met with some bats and stuff. And I was sitting on the bus, and with I knew bats? that, you know, and I was like, Lord, so frustrated. First, first, fear paralyzed me. Then anger and frustration came. And I was like, oh, my God. And I said it with prayer because I had to open the door for the young man while his family surrounded the whole bus. So I said, God, please, please. I said, I don't want to have to fight nobody. I don't want to have to do any of this. But I always kept a little protection on my side because, you know, I wasn't quite totally in God yet, but I knew about him. And, um, and I was like, well... They're going to get the best of me. This is, I was, when I opened the door, I was expecting to really get mobbed. I really was. Um, but I said that quick pair. And when I opened the door, they were, it was like they wasn't able to come on the bus, but they just stood out there. And I've known of incidents where they literally come on the bus and drag the bus driver and they fight and all of that. And none of that happened. And I, but then I, then I took it a little bit further. So that day, they, they, um, he got off the bus and they cursed me out and did all these things. I closed it, and I had to wait till they moved so I could drive off. I went and pressed charges 
Well, I was going to press charge, and I talked to the principal in the process of it. And then God spoke to me and told me that when you um, get ready to have an issue like that, you need to um, try and make peace about it. <laughs> I think it was in the scriptures. I remember that. And I was like, oh, my God. So what I did was I called the principal back, and I um, asked to speak with the, um, the family of the young man. And we stopped there, and I told um, them what had happened. And um, and I told them I was not going to go and press charges on the family for what had happened that I was a believer in God, and that's why I wasn't doing that. And um, and they just looked at me like, oh, okay. They Because they thought we were about to go to court, and it was about to be a big thing, and so did I. But God, God changed all of that. So he helped me in a situation that could have been even more, you know, unnecessary going on with a long wow. trial and uh, crazy stuff like that. So that was just one of the incidents that took place that I wanted to share with you guys. And I had an opportunity to share that I was a believer. Um, no one actually gave me a life of Christ, but I know I made a difference. You know, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, one of the other big, big questions that, that, that after from listening to you, uh, Jacqueline, is how about your mom? Does your mom know the Lord? Yes, my mother knows the Lord. Oh, okay, good, she, um, good. And that, um, six, um, let's see, within about six months ago, we had a chance to kind of converse about it and talk about the Word of God. Um, she even had gifts inside of her that she didn't even know that she had. You know, so I, um, we've been talking about That's the one thing in common that we have been able to talk about. Oh, because our good. family was so broken. We were so broken, you know, um, but her sickness is bringing people back together. That's another reason why I... I trying to get up there um, with her. But it's going to start with the healing with her and I. I don't know if you remember the yeah, rose. Yeah. Okay, so that, that was the beginning of our healing process with the seasonal rose form. So, well, let's just, yeah, she, let's uh, just she, pray right now, if, <laughs> Jacqueline. So, Jesus, thank you for Jacqueline. I, I certainly thank you for the powerful testimony and the way you're working and have worked in her life. And, and so, Lord, now I, I just pray for your favor on her finances so that, that she would have the physical ability or the financial ability to go be with her mom or whatever needs to happen there, Lord. I pray that you would pave the way in that relationship for that to be, that her mom would be ready emotionally and that Jacqueline would be ready emotionally and all for the work that you're doing to reconcile us all back to yourself as we know that we all are going to be united in you I pray for the healing of both Jacqueline's knees and for her mother's cancer and, and all that you're doing, Lord, that we know that you are healing us and we know that you're for us. And we're so grateful for, for what you're doing in our lives. And we, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> what? That's great. That's great. And I was going to say, God definitely answered that, that, that prayer you said that you were hoping he would restore your joy because that's one thing we say every time you've ever called in. You know, that's very, very obvious <laughs> that, that, that the God's joy is in. It's a crown that you wear, my dear. Yeah, Thank Jacqueline, you so much. Let your light shine continue. <laughs> sure does. Thank you very much, Gary. God Thank bless. You. Bye-bye, Jacqueline. Wow. Well, I guess that... <laughs> I hear that music, so I guess we're, we're getting there, Jerry. But anyway, like... I'm so grateful for what God does. He is clearly for us, and I'm just praying for all of us that our hearts would get the message that our heads know, um, and, and that we would we would care about people's hearts um, deeply, like He does. You know that that we would be able to see that, and of course, 
Remember, ChristianCarGuy.com, where you got all this stuff for the Jesus Labor of Love if you want to get involved in that. And, if, uh, you know, just thank you so much for listening. All the, the, the stations that put us on the air, it means so much to us. You know, Daytona, Jacksonville, Florida, oh my goodness, so many places. And so thank you, and thank you each and every one for listening. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked to everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years, and you save gas doing that too, by the way. <laughs> Have a great week. This is the Truth Network.